Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another edition of the Become an Author podcast. We're in week four and it keeps getting better, better, and better. I hope everyone is getting a lot from our program. I know I am. It's really motivating me to, you know, take more action and find new opportunities. And as we're uh, interviewing people, I'm learning from all of our guests. And tonight we have this superstar guest. Again, our martial arts uh, uh, book is out and the name of it, guess what, is Become an Author. And you can go to our website or you can, which is Husu in the Martial Arts, or you can go to Barnes and Noble, Amazon, any of those places. I want to take a moment here and introduce my co-host, and she is Grandmaster Karen Eden-Herdman. Hi, Karen. Hi, guys. You know, if you guys don't know, uh, if you don't know Karen, well, you know, you really, uh, you really need to go to her social media and need to look at her groups. She's a, really a spiritual person. And that's what I say about everybody that's on this call. We're all, you know, we understand that, you know, there's a power that, guys us and we're just trying to live in that purpose and be the very best that we can possibly be. And this is what the martial arts is about. It's about being the very best you can possibly be. And again, you know, this program is not just for martial artists. Uh, if you are a Christian author or motivational author, go to our website, which is elitepublications.org. You know, if you want to check out Karen's book, you know, you can go to uh, Amazon, uh, you can go to Century Martial Arts and do that. And so I've got three great guests with us tonight, Karen. And before we get to them, so, you know, I, I, we were talking earlier this week about the opportunities that we have as martial artists. And if we seek that training uh, we could, man, there's a lot of things we can do because we're already motivational coaches. Uh, if we have a successful school, it, then, you know, you should consider yourself as a motivational speaker. And I know that there's, I mean, it's unbelievable the amount of money that uh, an author, a speaker uh, can get when, you know, out there. So, hey, let's chat a little bit about that, Karen. Let's talk a little bit about that about those opportunities? Oh, speak, uh, opportunities to speak. You know, uh, I'm not, these, these guys on the show with me, they've been doing this forever and good to see you, Stephen. I know you're a writer too. And we've always kind of worked together, even though we're never really thrown together too much as well. And I've known Toby forever too, but um, you know, we're, we're all kind of like shrinks. <laughs> when you have a school, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, everybody with every problem in the world's going to come in, shut the door, sit down, and they're going to unload. And uh, if you don't know that as a martial arts instructor, you better get ready because that's what you're going to be doing probably about 60, 65% of the time. And then the teaching's kind of just a sidebar, actually. Um, so I know you guys can already speak. I mean, you know, um, just about anybody that is going to be in that type of position, you have to speak to be good and make some money. So I know you can do it. I know you could be inspirational. I know it comes from your heart because as martial artists, the only reason why we would ever teach is because we already have it in our heart. Being able to speak outside of your dojang or your training hall, whatever you want to call it, dojo, uh, is definitely a plus and an added benefit in every way, shape and form. And, you know, not just speaking um, into the community arena, which if you're not doing, I hope you will do, because it's very important to be anchored in your community. But being able to go out and speak on a larger stage platform and be able to bear your soul, just like you've done in class day after day after day, is not that difficult for us to do. And you can make a lot of money doing it as well. Having a book to go in with that definitely is a great plus and a selling point. So if you're doing that and you already have books, there's no reason why you can't get on a stage platform and start speaking, Hanchi. It's it's right there. And you know, and check out some of the speaker platforms. And again, we're talking about your opportunities. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about opportunities for you to grow and, and provide wealth. 
because wealth is about how many people you service. Who do you service? And who and what is the value of the service that you have? Because, uh, you know, I'm a corporate educator and I uh, coach for Duke Corporate Ed Duke CE, which is Duke Corporate Education, and, you know, which is a phenomenal uh, blessing because I don't really have to go out and search for speaking opportunities. They call me up and say, can you be in New York, you know, next month or can you hang out with Nike for a day or whatever? So I've got this here real big blessing and I they want to know about how can they make their business better through my martial arts principles. They are not really interested in my kicks or how fast I can punch. You know, they do like to, you know, break boards and stuff like that, but they can do that. But we want everyone you have an assignment. If you're on, uh, listen to our podcast or you're watching us on social media, you know, pause it, go and type in professional speakers or celebrity speakers. I know a lot of my martial arts friends are champions. And so they have a, they come under the celebrity speakers. So if you're a martial arts champion or you're a certified coach and you've got a book, you know, check out the opportunities. You can give us a call. You know, uh, Karen and I are working together. We're doing seminars together. We want to support you. All right. We want to go ahead and really introduce our guests. And again, this is truly a blessing. I've got three amazing uh, guests on today. We have Toby Milroy. We have uh, Stephen Hayes. We have uh, Randy Robinson. Now, I didn't, I didn't use any titles because most of you guys, these guys already grandmasters, masters in the martial arts. So today we're talking to you about books and why you should consider uh, utilizing that. So Toby, I want to start off with you and I'm just going to go all the way down because, uh, you know, you're, I want you to tell us a little bit about your organization because as Karen was speaking a few moments ago, uh, this is, if you're going to have a successful school, then the way you present yourself, that's that door opening opportunity. And you don't get a lot of shots to go back and redo something that you may say in that presentation, uh, in that appointment call, or in that interview. So let's talk a little bit about your organization. Uh, and, you know, in that point, then I want to come back and chat about the magazine. You know, you're the uh, director, publisher for the World Martial Arts News. So, but let's talk about that whole thing about, uh, about speaking, the power of it, and then, you know, how many ways uh, a book can help you be able to market your school. Well, I mean, obviously, if, if, we, if you don't know, I would assume, but, uh, you know, mostly we work with school operators, instructors and school operators, people who have you know, a commercial location where they're teaching martial arts for tuition, for, you know, for money. Uh, uh, and, and their mission is usually to grow their business, to grow their school, right? And I think we all know this. If I'm a martial arts school operator or instructor, and I'm just hearing what you're saying right now, and I'm just, this, this seed is just growing in my mind about perhaps I should consider putting a book together or assembling, you know, some thoughts into a, into a book form. Um, I would say this, and, and, and in Karen's version of it, uh, of, her analogy of using it in public speaking as well. Look, obviously we're all public speakers in our classroom, right? But any school operator, I think would intuitively remember or understand that probably the biggest, the most successful and effective marketing strategy on the planet, period, end of story, end of paragraph, is not Facebook ads. It's not a fancy website. And we do all that. We do all that for our clients, right? It's not some fancy piece of software. It's not some expensive program that I bought, you know, at a trade show and never wrote the shrink wrap. It's getting in front of a group of prospective students and putting on a good demonstration, putting on a good show, making an impact, right? For family-operated martial arts schools, it, look, if I can get any one of my instructors in front of 50 elementary school students, this is going to work out really well for us. If I can go get in front of 100 elementary school teachers, that's really going to work out well for us. Right. So I think it's almost intuitive for a martial arts school operator to know that and using uh, published material, a book, uh, these types of things as number one, a way to get attention to do that. Right. 
maybe as a free gift or something like that, or you give it to all the principals in the elementary school district and you give it to all the guidance counselors and all the elementary school teachers and things like that. Um, and I think that the reason that that's the case is even in today's cluttered world of social media and online and Twitter and TikTok, uh, even so, there's a big difference between there's publicity, which is wonderful and incredibly useful. But then there's influence, which is like another level of publicity. And then there's authority. And nothing that I know of helps to establish authority in an area like being a published author being this you you are the person who literally we even say it in even in this tiktok world we even say it wrote the book on that subject he's the guy who wrote the book on elementary schools he's the guy who wrote the book on child psychology human development character education whatever the case might be so i think it's intuitive from a martial arts school owner standpoint to know that you know intuitively but you really want to leverage that. And I think, I think it's really useful what you guys are doing for, for school operators and instructors is really useful to help, you know, kick the bird out the nest a little bit, get them out there to be able to do those kind of things. Super valuable, right? Yeah. Well, now the other tool, because even as a writer, you know, you need to, you need to write. We all write. If it's nothing but keeping your own personal journal, and I know uh, I'm very grateful that, you know, for, I guess it's almost, probably going on close to three years, I've had the opportunity to write, you know, for your magazine and of the way that, of, of my focus, I'm the mind guy. I'm all about how do I get inside of the head and be able to fix it? You know, I, you know, the body, you know, we can work out, but if I don't fix the head part, then there's no way I can get you to be successful. I'm not able to get you to black belt unless I can show you that vision. And so that's where I sort of specialize in my writing, all you know, find majority of my books, they're all on motivational stuff, visualization stuff, mindfulness stuff, law of attraction type stuff uh, in there. But uh, I think that the key area of understanding that you have it, and so many uh, individuals, they don't realize they have it. But if you feel that you're not a good speaker or you're not a good writer, this is the 21st century. Uh, number one, you can hire a ghostwriter, you know, you know, to be able to build yourself, you know, as an authority and be able to influence uh, through that. Because I know from Duke University, I was on staff at, for 27 years at Duke University. Duke hired me because not only was I a martial artist, but I already had two or three books out. I was already a certified life coach. So it was a perfect match for us to be able to do that but it has opened so many doors. So let's talk about the magazine, Toby. Well, sure. Well, if you, if you don't mind, let me dovetail on that. I, I, think, I think you touched on something that might be a psychological objection that a school operator or an instructor might have about trying to assemble a book. They might think that, oh my God, you know, I'm not a writer or, oh, I'm not an editor or I'm not, you know, how am I ever going to put together 50,000 words or 20,000 words? And they're, they're in a ghostwriter, certain, certainly an option. What you guys do for people to help them assemble all this stuff is hugely valuable. But almost any martial, not but, but and almost any martial arts school operator or instructor, if you put them in front of a class and just push the record button on something that records audio and have them teach their favorite character lesson, have them teach their favorite leadership lesson, have them teach their favorite from the heart story that a student, an accomplishment a student has made in their school. Or, or a parent has said something to them that, that stimulated an emotional reaction. Just record it. Have the recording transcribed. Most people, I speak a little faster, but most pe people speak something like 250 words a minute or something like that. I don't, some number like that. I'm about double that. But I'm trying to be more disciplined about it. But, but we already have, you, it's already inside you, right? And sometimes with your help, people like you can help get that out of them in a really kind of a cogent way. Uh, and that's just a good shortcut. Just hit, hit the record button and do your best pitch, right? The best reason that you would want, if you were talking to a white belt who one day thought they might want to be a black belt, spend 10 minutes describing why it's such a great thing for them to do. Hit record, have it transcribed, and you're about probably 80% of the way there, you know? Um, and, and what you do for our magazine, I, I drew my little chart, and you won't be able to see it on camera. But uh, one thing that I think is critically important is 
no matter what business or martial arts tactics you teach, no matter what that is, we all know, all of us know intrinsically that unless our belief systems are right, then none of the tactical matters, right? And I have it like, I, I draw it sort of like a bullseye and it's four concentric circles. And the outside concentric circle is the belief systems, your beliefs. The next concentric circle is strategy. Then inside that are, are tactics. And then finally it's execution, right? But if we can't get your belief systems right, if for some reason you feel in your heart that it's unethical to be charging a reasonable tuition for your lessons, then any amount of great teaching skills that I could give you or that Hanchi that you could give someone really doesn't do you all that much good because you still have this psychological hangup. You still have this psychological gap, right? You have a, you have a, a there's a gap there that you can't quite get across yet. Uh, if we're teaching someone who's maybe fourth or fifth in the world, right? But in their mind, the number one guy is just unbeatable. They just, they know they can't beat them. Well, then they're right, they can't, right? And until we address that, until we fix the belief systems, then everything else really doesn't matter. So what you guys do, what you do for Martial Arts uh, World News Magazine is really help to get a school operator or an instructor to be able to see the world through a lens that they might not be seeing through, to see through sort of a clear eye, right? And, and yes, we're in business. Yes, we have to charge money. Yes, we have to keep the lights on. Yes, we have to pay the rent. And it's okay to want a nicer car. It's okay to want to provide well for your family. That's a good thing. And if we provide a wonderful service, if we provide something, if we say, I have a five to one principle. I believe we should be delivering $5 in value for every dollar intuition that we charge. And as long as the, the new black belt who just got their black belt can look me in the eye and tell me that it was worth more than five to one, then I think we've done a great job. So I think, I think that's um, um, for what, what you do for school operators in the magazine is just you know, you know, hugely valuable, invaluable, uh, because without that part, all the tactics that we try to help deploy, all the strategy that we help with uh, just really doesn't matter. Well, you know, that's, and that's true. And that's why, you know, having an opportunity to have a voice. So you can start blogging, uh, write a blog, start, you know, any of that. And we were speaking about just like this recording that we're doing here, you know, when Zoom sends it back to me, I'm going to have it in a video format, an audio format. It's going to be transcribed for me. So this could be the beginning of our book. You know, uh, Grandmaster Hayes, we were talking about doing that uh, anthology. So, hey, this, this may be part, this may be the first chapter <laughs> in doing that. But Karen, I want to go back up to you because I know that you write for a lot of, you know, a lot of different magazines, uh, you know, Black Belt, all the major magazines. I mean, if you, you really, let's talk about that for a second. You know, if you want to write, learn the tools about writing. There's so many online self-paced courses that you can, for 1995, there's a qualified instructor to give you instructions on writing. So let's, let's hear from you on that, Karen. Well, I don't know if people notice this. I, I'm very honored because people told me that they've been following my stuff and my writings for years and years and years. Also know that means I'm getting older. So it's like, you know, I look at it both ways, but anyway, uh, it's truly an honor, especially when someone comes up and quotes something that I wrote, because if they're quoting something I wrote, I know I really got to them with something that I wrote. But uh, what people may not notice is I am a very formatical writer. I have, in other words, a format that I use that works well for me. And if you look at any of my karate columns in any magazine, you'll see that format. It starts out with me telling a personal story. Uh, an incident, a happening, sometimes a day-to-day -day event, I spin it into a lesson. And after I go over that lesson, which is for the martial arts magazine, is a martial arts lesson, I end it with that same personal story. So I conclude it with what I started with. That's a very common writing technique. It works well for personable type writing. And I used it in the news business when I worked in news and I did feature reports. It's just something you're um, 
you're just kind of trained to do in the business because it grabs people right up top when you write like that. So that's just one style of writing that works well for me. Every writer out there, I'm sure Stephen, Toby, all of them, Randy, you guys can all say you have your own little style that works. But because I know I have that type of format, uh, day to day, I'll, if so, whatever jogs me, I take, I take notes every single day. I mean, on napkins and restaurants, just anything that'll strike me as, aha, I think there's a karate column in that. People around me will tell you that I say that all the time. I'm like, hey, there's a karate column in what just happened. And I'll jot it down. I've got a whole box full of karate column ideas to write on, but it's always plugged into that format, that same one. Mm. Well, you know, and that's great. That's the same thing that I, that, I, that I try to do is to understand what my subject is going to be. I try to, you know, start with the end in mind as the person that I'm writing to or that genre I'm trying to, to write to and to begin that. And I have a, now I'm not the greatest writer in the world, but I have a lot of great people around me that they can bring my thoughts together and bring that to paper. So you don't have to be the greatest writer, you know, in the world. And that's the reason why, you know, if I have elite hour, goal is to bring those people together. Uh, Grandmaster Hayes, I know that you, you have, you're the godfather of books. Uh, you and Grandmaster Ted uh, Gamardella, you guys are the grandfathers of books. So let's, you know, I know that you're not, I've heard your story several times, you know, about, uh, you know, ninjutsu and being new and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have one here somewhere. I have one of his first books, but I, I was trying to study ninjutsu from a book. So I, I have one of, I have one of those. So let's, Yours let's there too, but it's too big that. to get out of the shelf. <laughs> Toby, I'm going to have to borrow one of yours uh, or go get my own right. <laughs> uh, so let's talk about, let's talk about you because I know from, uh, yeah. you know, the Black Belt Hall of Fame and to all of the things that you you do and your contributions to the martial arts. Well, you know, uh, I think two things come to mind, Jesse. Number one, in the 80s, there was no internet. There was no blogs. Uh, there were no vlogs. There was no YouTube. Uh, there was just a couple of magazines, a couple of magazines. And so... I found a way to write that captured, um, you know, a lot of attention because I'm just this nobody. I'm a nobody guy who studied a little bit in Japan. And, uh, oh, man, I, uh, I sold bazillions of these books. Uh, here's the irony. The owner of the company, Mito Uehara, owned Black Belt. He didn't like ninjutsu at all. <laughs> But I made him a fortune, so he had to like put me on the magazine cover. And but that was back before there was internet, before there was uh, uh, you know methods uh, to distribute. Before there was self-publishing, you had to convince a publisher that people were going to buy this and so forth. So uh, back then, what I did was pretty much exactly what Karen described. I would start with a story and usually it was, I was kind of the butt of the joke of the story and then wove it into a lesson. Now in the book, what I did, I didn't do what Karen does. She's writing a column. She'll go back to that original story. By then they'd forgotten the story and I just let the teaching sort of go off. And I found that was remarkable in the early eighties because most people wrote martial art books you know, here's how you put your arm and here's where you put your leg. And uh, I just dodged that and told stories. And uh, it was uh, a remarkable thing. As I say, Mito Uehara didn't like ninjutsu at all, but oh man, uh, we sold tons of those books. Uh, today, 40 years later, um, my suggestion is... Uh, write for the internet, right? Even if you're writing a book, and I totally agree with Toby. I think establishing yourself as an authority, uh, the guy who wrote the book on, uh, that says a lot. And uh, you can work with Jesse. 
We can publish these things. Skinny little book, skinny little book. That's fine. Uh, you can give it out almost like a business card when you talk for groups. Uh, somebody comes in to talk to you about lessons. Hey, here's a book. Read a little bit about what we're doing. So again, you start with telling a story, uh, interesting story, and that turns into a lesson. I think that's important. The other suggestion I have for today is my own writing. If I went back 40 some years to those original books, people say, what would you change? I say, I'd throw in three times as many periods, little short sentences, <laughs> little, yeah, <laughs> little short sentences. Um, when I first wrote those books, I was trying to establish myself as an authority person. And uh, uh, so I wrote kind of high up, you know, kind of high up. But now, no, people aren't going to read. They're not going to read. So you got to make it easy. So my, my rule is uh, very short sentences. And each paragraph has about three to five sentences in it and then start a new paragraph. And, uh, you know, make it very encouraging for people to zoom through that uh, very short chapter, uh, only a few pages and leave something where, well, maybe I'll start the next chapter. Uh, that would be my suggestion. And again, something you had suggested, Jesse, and uh, um, I think, uh, you know, it was also mentioned when you're a martial art teacher, you're way beyond that. You're expected to be a minister, you know, a child psychologist, uh, a couples counselor, uh, you know, all these things that we are not trained to do. You know, I was trained to punch and to throw. Nobody gave me any training in couples therapy or, you know, how to uh, deal with a bad boss. But, you know, people ask me all these questions. So where are we supposed to get this knowledge? Research. We're constantly reading. We're constantly re researching and, and we cherish I think this would be the thing I'd wrap up with. We cherish that role. Looks like the sidebar in a in a article. This is a little sidebar. Watch your time on that. You know, when you're talking, just a few sentences, uh, and then let the people go. Otherwise, it'll consume all your time. Yeah, and, let me pull that, and I'll give you that, and then. But, and, you know, and that's what yeah. we're really, that, that was great. So I really do appreciate that. And I know that you know, one thing we do, I do want to touch on because, you know, hey, guys, remember, you can expand. So you got a, you got a book, but now you have your audio books. Uh, you have, you know, we are, we are putting books out on over 40,000 sites, online sites for folks, you know, for our people that are, that we're probably for, uh, but we also, uh, we have our online courses. So because of the internet and Zoom has really, uh, you know, you want to be an authority in kickboxing or exercise, then you now you've written a book on exercise or you want your book to do something uh, else for you. Do you have your online coaching programs? You set up your self-paced courses. So, you know, there's so many other things things that you do. So it's not just one thing. You can take one idea, just one, and you, you would be surprised. And in reality, I can tell you for running my school for 38 years and, you know, being in the coaching and everything I've learned, uh, prosperity, I'm writing books on abundance and prosperity, because it's better to reach 65 and to have and then to have not, you know? So you really want to think about prosperity in that. Jesse, where, uh, like, where did you get your knowledge? I mean, to write about prosperity, everybody wants prosperity, but you know, a lot of people are not achieving that in life. Where did you get your information that you're now presenting to people? Well, my information, because I'm certified and I'm a certified goal success coach. Uh, I'm a certified instructor with the world-renowned Silver Method program. I'm an NLP uh, coach. You know, I've written books and studied law of attraction. And I study life. I study the thoughts because we understand that prosperity 
means something totally different. But it came from my teacher because I enrolled, when I uh, enrolled in my school, I enrolled in a, that a school was a business school. And I bought a franchise in that. So when it comes down to wealth prosperity, that was the reason I opened up my school. I didn't open up a school because I wanted to teach karate. I opened a school because I wanted to teach karate and earn a living rather than working for Rockwell International, the general machinist. I wanted to have my own school and to be able to do my own thing. But it's study. I read all the time. I listen to audio tapes all the time. And then there, there's just the facts because when you prove facts, that's what they are. But, you know, prosperity is about how you think and feel. You know, if you don't like money or 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 you don't or you feel that oh well I don't want that kind of life. Well, I mean we're talking about servicing people. This video call is about 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 being able to give service. So abundance is what it actually is. It was written over two thousand years ago in the Bible. You know, so I get it from there too. You know, mm-hmm. but you know that is a that is a, a great you know place to begin. Well, you know, I will talk with uh, young school owners and uh, Toby, maybe kind of probe a little bit of your feeling on this here. I'll talk with some young school owners and to tell the truth, they're not prosperous uh, and they haven't really accomplished a whole lot, uh, but they have these vision and this idea someday it's going to pay off for me. Uh and they'll confide. They'll say, well, sometimes I feel a little awkward. You know, I'm talking to lawyers and doctors. I mean, people who've really accomplished and really have abundance, uh, success. And I'm supposed to be presenting lessons on how to build your life. They say, I'm a little intimidated. Uh, do you have any, like, <laughs> good advice for these young people that uh, quite legitimately uh, they haven't experienced a whole lot of success yet. I think that's a good one for Toby because now, you know, Toby's group, the people that he's working for, they, they understand that they, they really have a mission. So Toby, why don't you fall in there for us on that? I mean, look, it's tough. I mean, that's tough. It, it's, I think there's two components of what you're describing. Um, one component is real and one isn't. But because we believe in both, they're both real. And one component is, like you said, younger folks that maybe haven't built a big career yet, or maybe their, you know, their first job was being a martial arts instructor and they only made $7 an hour or, you know, whatever, right? So, so the life that they live isn't maybe congruent with what it is that they're supposed to be teaching or perhaps isn't at the level of some of the students. I think that's one component. And, and for them, I think the best advice that, that as an instructor, as a school owner, you, could, you can have is your responsibility is to invest in them, right? So, I mean, if we have to take responsibility for educating those instructors. Uh, I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year on my instructor's educations, uh, whether it's Tony Robbins or, you know, Hmm. it used to be Zig Ziglar and Brian Tracy and Jay Abraham. And I think you have to educate them. They have to one of the best things I ever did in the schools as far as instructor, uh, instructor teaching was, was I would force them through Tony's stuff. And you know what happened? They started sounding like Tony. And then I forced them through uh, uh, Steve Covey's stuff. And you know what happened? They started sounding like Steve. And then I forced them through, you know what I mean? So I think, I think big rock number one is you have to educate them, right? That's just how it is. And unfortunately, big rock number two is, you have to build a mechanism, an organization, a, a business entity that can provide for them the level of abundance and wealth that they deserve and that they can earn, right? If there's not a path for that, well, then their path is out the door, right? So I think it's all about congruence and things like that. But I think, I think it comes back to, I think, what, what Hanshi is saying. It's about education and surrounding them with people who are Cool. You know, you'll become the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Yeah, so I want to surround that is, that is these folks. A true statement. Yeah. That's so you, I want to surround them with Tony. I want to surround them with Steve. I want to surround them with gentlemen like you. You know what I mean? I want to surround them with the best of the best of the best, so that they now have an opportunity to rise to the occasion. Hmm. That's the best well, I got for today. Go, let's go oh, that's that. great, Tony. That's that's great, Toby. Thank you. The cuff. Let's go to the next big thing about writing is that, okay, you do not 
want to write a lousy book with misspelled <laughs> words and you know you know bad grammar uh not to sell if you're doing it for yourself then you want to give it to your kids and this is the way you speak don't worry about it you're good okay that's the personal book to you in your words okay so we have randy robinson here and randy is the editor for the martial arts extraordinaire magazine and so randy let's bring you on he's a grandmaster in the martial arts randy tell us a little bit about your background well um i've actually been writing professionally longer than i've been in the martial arts uh and you can see the color of my hair uh steven you're not about the same age I, I i used to read your stuff when when maybe i guess nobody way well, you said uh, they didn't want to publish it but uh gosh i thought i'd been reading your stuff all my life but actually i guess i really haven't when <laughs> we were both adults but uh uh I uh, started professionally in 1970 uh, with an article about cats in a national magazine. And boy, I thought I was launched and so forth. And uh, I, I didn't go out and buy a Porsche, but, but I thought I probably could over the next couple of years. Um, I, I, I'm a little, little bit different um, because it's in, in addition to uh, writing magazine articles, poetry, fiction, uh, you name it, I've written it. I've written everything but a, but a play. And um, I have spent 33 years as my day job uh, as in, in uh, advertising uh, with ad agencies. I owned a couple of ad agencies. I was creative director, writer, um, producer, director. Uh, and with advertising, which is different from saying, okay, I teach martial arts, my grandmaster, I can go ahead and, and uh, focus on that subject. And then I can go out and speak and I can turn that into uh, something really uh, productive. Um, and that's true. Um, but never sell yourself short on the number of things you know. And this really applies to Jesse. Um, he's an expert on a lot of stuff, believe me. And, and just what Stephen was saying, where do you get this information? Well, first of all, Jesse's lived about 15 lifetimes, I think. Uh, on top of that, uh, he's trained in so many things. He knows how to do research. Never, never, never fail to have confidence in yourself that you can do this. I trip over my own shoelaces regularly, but, uh, you know, if you're in an ad agency, um, I've, I've sold telephones for U.S. cellular. I've sold steaks for uh, uh, Texas steakhouses. I've sold hamburgers for McDonald's. Uh, I've sold cars. I've, you name it. I've sold everything. And most of these industries, uh, our agency and me at, as the head of it, knew absolutely nothing about it when we went in. And you have a very, very, very short time to make yourself an expert and go tell the client what they need because you understand marketing, you understand writing, you understand creativity. Now you take, get the information to do the research and then you, you're able to actually come off to your client and to your target audience as an expert. Um, if you don't come off as an expert, you're not selling the product and you don't last very long in the ad agency business. Um, so don't ever fail to believe you can do it. With the internet, my goodness, everything in the world is out there. Every piece of information in the world is out there. You can get it. You can, I used to go to the library before we had this stuff. You think that doesn't talk about long, late, late nights, Jesse, I would check out books and go home and stay up all night trying to find two or three tidbits of information that would give me a unique selling proposition for my client over some other client. And now we click and, and the, the uh, internet comes on and, and Google helps us and, and uh, you can write four or five times as much in an hour as you used to in, you know, in a day. And uh, so uh, don't sell you ever sell yourself short on what you can do. Instead of writing one book on the martial arts, you can write five books on the martial arts, on, on uh, high level performance, on painting, uh, uh, oil, doing oil paintings, uh, on playing the blues on the guitar, whatever you do. And we all have multiple interests. And uh, so I don't ever tell somebody, you know, let's, let's pigeonhole you. Oh, you're a martial artist. Let's write another book on how to get from white belt to black belt. How many of them are out there like that? Uh, if, if you're, if instead, if you want to break it down and say, okay, 
why and how do we use the martial arts to uh, make our students better uh, uh, physically, morally, and spiritually? Uh, go, go in and take that approach. Karen does a great job of, of talking about how to, how to use the spiritual side uh, to develop your life, and she brings it from the martial arts. Uh, Jesse, uh, you know, God Gives Me Vision is one of the best books I've read. I've got it worn out sitting in my bedroom where I've read it about five times. Those kind of books, and those things come from our experiences in the martial arts. It's not about kicking and punching, but as Professor Martin Buell, my very first instructor said, after he had kicked me, hit me, this is back when we had no pads, and they thought if they hit you in the face a lot more that you'd be tougher. He got through with that, pulled me in the corner, and he said, by the way, this is on my first week. He said, if you think I'm here to teach you kicking and punching, you're wrong. I'm here to teach you to be a better person, physically, morally, and spiritually. And he wasn't kidding. Uh, he, he was all about every, all three of those things. So use what you know and spin off from what you know. Uh, I was the guy that always had the, the novel in the bottom drawer of my desk at the ad agency. I would travel and go somewhere and suddenly I would have a short story or, or the start of a book in my head because of what I experienced on the road. Just like Karen said, you use the napkins. You, you, you use, I, I, have, I have my phone beside my bed with the recorder. I wake up at three in the morning. If I've got an idea, that goes on that phone. And I have a, a whole file cabinet full of ideas from before the, those electronic uh, things came out and gave us that capability. Right now, uh, I have published so many of those stories, either as fiction or as an article, because I, I've got this huge library of things, great ideas. I don't have time to do them all. And so I still do the fiction. I still do the magazine articles. I still write for some of the, uh, uh, I, I got the, I, I had the privilege of writing for John Corcoran, as Karen knows it broke my heart when I lost him, uh, one of the best editors I've ever worked with. Uh, I try to write a lot of stuff because I'm interested in a lot of stuff. My son owns a marketing company. I just still do uh, ad copy and, 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 and uh, television commercials and things like that for them. I like to write. If you want to write, you will write because you have to. You have no choice. It just eats at you until right. you do it. So have confidence in yourself. Look for ideas and don't, don't pigeonhole yourself. That's best advice I can give you. Hmm. Well, you know, as we're coming, you know, to the end here, uh, you know, something that Randy said, and we've all actually said is that I try to look at where I am right now. What am I doing right now? That could be my, could be my notes that I'm taking on, you know, get, what's the name of this program? Become an author. What's the name of my book? Become an author for martial artists. What's the name of our book, our online course? Become an author. So if I'm studying how to become a better author, what do I need to do? I need to write about it. I go online. I research every great author, every great publishing company, and I look at what they do well and figure out how can I do it actually better. But, you know, uh, bowling, you know, I, you know, I was a bowler and I became the bowling instructor for Duke University. So what did I do? I wrote a book on bowling and it was the university's book. And it's called Zen Bowling. It's still on Amazon. Zen Bowling, the psychology to better bowling. I meditate. What's my program called? Zen Mind Body Meditation. So, but I build a brand around everything that we're doing. So I, I'm going to start from the bottom and move up. Uh, uh, well, I start. Randy, any last words from you? Uh, no, other than uh, if you want to write, write. <laughs> Uh, look at look at uh, Elite Publishing. There's a bunch of great books in there already uh, on a lot of subjects, and and there's going to be obviously more on how to write. Um, and and don't be don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to let somebody edit you that knows more than you do. Uh, have your mind open and listen for ideas. Okay, Grandmaster Hayes. Any any last comments from you? Well, you know, again, I want to uh, kind of copy a little bit what uh, Toby said, what is the purpose of the book? Why are we writing the book? Uh, and that will determine what you're gonna put into it. And again, like what Karen suggested, my success came from telling stories. People wanna read a story, a short story, uh, and then have it lead into the lesson that you wanna to give to people. Uh, but I think 
uh, having that purpose for the book, I'm going to give it out as a business card. Uh, don't think you're going to be buying uh, Porsches, you know, as Randy said, uh, uh, you're not going to make a lot of money probably uh, with books, but how's it going to serve you? And then telling stories that are going to immediately pull the people in last bit of advice, make it short, make it short and very pointed. Well, you know, that's good. And, you know, let's, that's, I'm going to take a moment for the money in. Yeah, you're right. You know, <clears throat> because most self-published authors, they make a hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks, 500 if they're really lucky. They've sold to their closest friends and that's about it. You know, and, and that's the reason why you have to understand marketing or you go with a publishing company that's going to market you that's got a, you know, the guy that has a 40,000, 50, 60, 100,000 mail list of people that will buy your product, your book, uh, your product. So no, if you're going to do this on your own, you're going to be very limited. And if you go with a company, a publishing company, and they decide they're going to give you $5,000, that's, that's it until you sell some books. You know, you're going to have to, you still have to work. You know, you still have to work, but that's the reason why, you know, I try to, you know, help people build a strategy about how to market themselves that the book is the tools. Uh, becoming the best, an Amazon best-selling author is overrated. You know, that's an easy weekend thing to be able to do. So, but the thing with this is, you know, if, you know, and I tell people, if you're focused, if you're featured in our books, you should earn $10,000 because you're featured in the book. If you'll go back and use the marketing plan and do that, because, you know, who wants to talk about you? When people are talking about themselves, that's just a bunch of big head folks. But when your students are talking about you and they're telling their friends about you and the teachers are talking about you, the coaches are talking about you. Now, that's something else that you don't have to market other people are doing that for you. Toby, any last words from you? Uh, I, that's what I would have said was, see, again, my perspective is a little different. I'm almost solely focused on what I can do in the school, in that ecosystem. You guys are with elite publication, you guys are taking them to a wider market, which is, which is brilliant. But I think just leveraging it inside the school, you've got obviously as a marketing tool, right? Obviously as a relationship tool with local community influencers and things like that. You can make it a tiny little revenue center if you require it in your curriculum. Let's say you have right. a book that the green belts have to buy and another book that the brown belts have to buy. And I mean, you know, there's a little revenue there, not a lot, uh, but it's really all about, it's about authority. And I think that, again, there's, there's no better way to do that even in today's world. So uh, if anybody has any hangups about it or any psychological re you know, re reticence or logistical concerns, you guys solve that for people. So uh, there, there should be no obstacles. Every, in my view, every school operator, every black belt, certainly master instructor, should be a published author in some area that's congruent with what they do every day, whether it's human development, character education, human performance, or just specifically the martial arts, self-defense, whatever the case is. But I, I, I think everybody should be. And, uh, you know, and I agree 100%, you know, with that. And that's what this program is all about, becoming authors, to be able to, uh, you know, open a door to show you that, okay, we are, you know, we are your easy button uh, to helping you be able to do that. You know, to talk to us about your idea or concept is free. It doesn't cost you anything to have a, to have a conversation and help build a success plan. Hey, Karen, any, any last words for you? They say once you cross over, all you have in the physical plane is for someone to say your name, for someone to be able to talk about you. I think all of us as leaders, as instructors, or just people in general who have gone through things in our life have an obligation to pass our knowledge forward. That's kind of the spiritual side of things, and that, but that's just me. That's how I look at everything first. What is going to be the spiritual payoff for this? What's the bigger picture? You will be immortalizing yourself if you can document your life's journey at that point where somebody can grow from something that maybe tripped you up or you had a hard time with it or just hard, just very hard knocks. 
it's an obligation for all of us as people, as spiritual beings, to make sure that the people coming up under us are going to have that knowledge to make their life a little easier. Thank you. Well, well, everyone, you know, this has been a really a great program. And, you know, the people that are on this uh, program today, they're experts. You know, we are experts. We declare ourselves as experts. Now, we've already proven and we're sharing that information back to you free just for you to become motivated to take action. We've already been there and done that. And when I started these types of programs and sharing, you know, you know, you know, I'm not able to, you know, one day I will not be able to take it with me. You know, why not share it with someone to help them to be able to become better? This is what masters and grandmasters should be doing is to that we help the next generation to become better. We sow a lot of love, a lot of positive energy, and that's so that you can look at us and use us as examples because everyone that we have today on our call, uh, if you're in the martial arts world, you already know who they are. They've already been there. They've done that there. And not only, uh, you know, from a long time ago, you know, we're here now. We're in this place that we're doing things now to make the world a better place. Now, again, I will say that again, is making the world a better place. And that's the reason why uh, the World Martial Arts News, I, I love uh, the opportunity of being able to write because that's what that magazine is about. And it's free, you know, it's free, you know, so free check it the out. Reader. You know. <laughs> so what? It's free for the industry. Is yeah. That, I, well, I you know, that's, well, you know, that's, and that's true. You know, that's true. You know, when you look at the, and that's what you have to look at is that what you do, Tubby, and I see so many offers that you're giving to people to come in and just gain a little bit. They don't have to hang out with the big dogs, you know, just gain a little bit of information so you can understand how to be able to move to move up. Uh, you know, nothing is actually free. Somebody had to pay the price for it. Then you should utilize it and maximize yourself in that. So again, you know, check out everybody's websites. Uh, you know, hey, check it out. Again, this is Jesse Bowen with Elite Publication. We're here to help you solve the problem of becoming an author. You can check out my book. It's on Amazon. Uh, Karen's got her book on Amazon. So go to Amazon. We're all uh, there. And guys, if now put your website addresses uh, into our messaging. So everybody, all you have to do is click on the link. Go and check out these experts and what they do. Hey, guys, it has been great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And guess what? I'm so excited to call you guys my friend. So thank you guys. Hi everyone, this is Grandmaster Jesse Bowen. Check out our new edition of the Martial Arts Extraordinaire magazine. It's available on Amazon, MagCloud. You can also go to our website, which is who's who in the martial arts.com and order your copy. This month's issue features Grandmaster Bill Superfoot Wallace. Also, check out the book, Become an Author for Martial Artists and Public Speaking for Martial Artists. So remember, everyone has a story. You just have to get it out.